What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful.com podcast, November 20th edition. It's our second episode of the day. We did one at noon Eastern with Showdown Joe talking Bellator 165, UFC Brazil, UFC Belfast, uh, Kovalev Ward, all the combat sports action from yesterday. We did a show last night covering NXT TakeOver Toronto. We have a Survivor Series that was billed as four hours. I don't know how long the damn thing was, but if I'll say this. Before we get into the... You, I have some military family, and when they talk about when they go overseas, they say that they were in the shit, Alex. Before we get in the shit on this show... I'll say that I, I wouldn't mind if they started these events at 7 p.m. and ended them at 10, 1030. Yeah. What do you think? That would certainly be an improvement over this. <laughs> uh, listen, I'll never complain about not having to cover a full six hours of WWE pay-per-view, including the two-hour pre-show with two matches that they just sprung on us today. But if you're going to cut it short by 40 minutes, don't do it for this reason. That was impossible. That was an impossible thing that happened. It, yeah. It's, it's shocking. It's appalling. It's angering. Um, it it may end wrestling. That's how bad. <laughs> that's how bad that was. That may this may be the end of wrestling. We, you and I, Sean, may not have jobs at least in this area. You can continue with the MMA side of Fightful, but I'm out of work because WWE is over. It's over. They ended it tonight. I've covered a lot of shit this weekend, <laughs> Alex. Yeah. Oh man. I I don't know what to make of this. Somebody said, well, get, give it time to digest and you'll see that they made a lot of money. No. No, I won't see that they made a lot of money. What I'll see is that there, there's going to be some cursing on this episode, guys. There's going to be a lot of it. But they, they absolutely fucked about 16,000 people in Toronto who probably weren't expecting a great match by any means. But I feel horrible. For the people who maybe traveled to Toronto, maybe flew from other countries, uh, from overseas even, because they're such big Goldberg fans. They wanted to see Goldberg's return match, and they got a Goldberg match, technically. They got what you would have expected out of Goldberg in 1997, early 1998. They got his first match against Hugh Morris. No, 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 no. They, they sure as hell didn't. They sure as hell didn't because Hugh Morris landed a moonsault. <laughs> there you Morris go. Landed Hoffman. <laughs> Bill goddamn DeMott got in more offense than – Bill DeMott got in more offense than the guy who just beat the living shit out of a top 10 UFC heavyweight on pay-per-view. Yeah. Bill DeMott got in more than the guy who ended the Undertaker streak. Bill DeMott – got in more than the guy who hasn't been cleanly pinned or actually tapped out in years. In years. 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 Yeah. Years. Yeah. 
Oh, man. Somebody says, UFC does not matter, buddy. It's pro wrestling. A UFC matters when you send the guy to the UFC while he's on the fucking roster. Yeah. 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 Man. <laughs> this was – it's I. It's one of those things I, – I don't know. I mean, to me it feels like – because going into this match, I was literally afraid for Bill Goldberg. I did not know if he could take a 12-minute match. He's sweating, standing in the ring, getting getting a promo. I know he's wearing like a parka inside, but other than that, why is he sweating so much just standing around talking? There was was uh, uh, an interview he did with ESPN where they went to get coffee and a bagel, and he's sitting, eating coffee and a bagel, just sweat pouring down his face. I'm like, this guy's not going to be able to stand a match with, with, with Brock Lesnar. But I guess he could if nothing happened in the match. Now, here, here's like, the thing. If they start booking the programming as anything can happen, then okay, sure, people get caught. I'm on board with that, but you would have to revamp the entire <laughs> – the entire way that pro wrestling works from right. a WWE perspective. Right. You would have to book things a lot more real- realistically. You'd have to have people worrying about their finances on a more regular basis. You would have to have more natural promos. Right. If you book something like this main event under the guise of, well, these are two supreme talents, anything can happen, then that's fine. But you'd have to change a whole lot of shit. Somebody says, I just think they have a great story now going forward. I think they have the story that their most dominant wrestler that they've had in the past since The Undertaker, the most dominant force that they've had since The Undertaker, just got his ass kicked by a 49-year-old who hasn't wrestled in almost 13 years. I think that's the story they have going right now. See, at, at the point where he was hitting spear one, spear two, he got him up for the jackhammer. I was like, okay, so so Brock kicks out of this, and then they have six more minutes, and Brock beats him. That's why yeah. I thought, okay, we're going to have Goldberg show all of his shit early, like get everybody popping, and then and – then but when Brock didn't and, kick out – And, and that's Brock. believable. That's a good way to have Brock fight from underneath, which, I mean, he's not necessarily the baby face, but, I mean, come on. You got to get to Brock Lesnar early. That's like one of the things. You get to him early – I mean, we've seen that before where, like, um, where Cena will hit an AA immediately. I think that's, that's a fine way to start off a Brock Lesnar match. So as they kicked this off, and I was like, two spears, jackhammer, and I was like, yeah, that's probably the right way to start the match. I don't think that's the right way to finish the match. <laughs> yeah. And uh, well, uh, beyond that, it's like any interview I've heard Bill Goldberg do over the last – 13 years has led me to believe there ain't no way this guy comes back to lose. Yeah. So in that regard, I'm not really, that's I'm not surprised, but I'm surprised that WWE would pay him that 2k would facilitate this and that every, all the moving parts would come together without somebody saying, is this the right thing? Because I know what, I know that it's shock value. I know that, it's gonna get. There's probably talking. going to be more to this, but there, are, I got a lot of people who are like, 
I haven't watched. I've got. I mean, go up and down my timeline, guys. Jesus, I've got a lot of people that are like, I can't. I just tune back in to watch this, and I'm not sticking around. Right. I mean, the whole thing is it's going to get people talking. It's going to be on Good Morning America tomorrow. But who cares? Yeah. You know, like if if it doesn't help your business in the long run, I don't know. Like Brock was your the guy that you could keep this streak of him not being pinned going forever until he put over somebody. We all thought it was going to be eventually Roman Reigns, and that's fine. He's young enough. You want to build your company around him? Okay. But putting over a 49-year-old one-off return match, like and you mentioned 2K. Like, yes, Goldberg's in the game, but Brock Lesnar is the cover of that game. 2K can't be happy with that because you just made their, their cover athlete look like a punk in the middle of the ring. Like this whole thing of them sponsoring the whole the whole pay per view that doesn't look good now. Not when not when your cover boy is is destroyed. Shane Helms is on Twitter and he says when Conor McGregor slept Aldo in thirteen seconds to win a world title did that tarnish anything that Aldo had done? Nope. Enjoy the moment, kids. Well, here's the thing: Triple H and Vince McMahon have both publicly shit on MMA mm-hmm. for finishes like that. They have said. Well, we're not really comparable. Uh, you know how our main events will go. You'll know it'll be exciting. MMA could end in 10 seconds. Eh. And somebody's saying it worked. Everybody is talking and stunned. Great for business. Well, I mean, the people who were watching it are, are talking and stunned. The people who, a lot of people that tuned in are like, I'm not coming back. I mean, I'm getting a lot more, I'm not coming back than, holy shit, what happened? Right. I'm getting a lot more of that from people than yeah, I don't have one message on my phone from anybody like outside of the 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 wrestling audience saying, "Hey, what happened on that Survivor series? Hey, what what is this is this legit? Is it fake? What's going on? I don't have anybody doing that, but my inbox is full of people saying right now, "I'm done." That's And Jimmy Van says that uh his opinion is Goldberg agreed to a, meet, a rematch. Well, shit, you would hope so. Yeah. Even then, even then, there's going to be the argument that you know he's one up on on Brock Lesnar, which that happened so long ago, it doesn't matter. Now, there have been matches like this: uh, Vader versus Inoki, a good one that made Vader. But you know what? Goldberg ain't Vader early in his career. Hmm. Hmm. This I, I still yeah. keep thinking about it, and it, it it if it was a thing like okay we we know like Goldberg only signed to come back and win, and then he took a physical and says guys he can't last in the ring more than two minutes, so let's let's figure out a way he's got it's a contract he signed we gotta we gotta get this guy out quick otherwise he'll spontaneously combust, um, yeah I, I the whole thing doesn't make any sense because you got the guy who broke the Undertaker streak and now. He's effectively ruined for a while. Uh, I don't. I can't. I'm trying to picture what what are the options you have to, to take. Where do you take Brock Lesnar with this from now on? Because he's never going to be taken seriously as that beast again. Yeah, 49 years old now. Goldberg is one of the most dominant forces in the history of pro wrestling, without a doubt. Or well, without a doubt. Um, 15 years ago. Yes, yes. Uh, longer than that. Right. Shane Helms says to me, they both loved Tyson, didn't they? What made him famous again? Tyson wasn't 49. (laughs) 
Yeah. Man. So I mean, I had another person say, that's what makes it effective. It's the right match for that to happen. It's not like they do it every week. Now, here's the situation with that. That's That's the thing. They don't do it every week. In MMA, this does happen every week. In MMA, you know shit happens. Yeah. In pro wrestling, you don't see the shit happens situation. Uh, somebody else pointed out uh, Inoki Vader was uh, Inoki's second match that night. Vader showed up right after his first match. That's a very good point, too. Also, Vader wasn't 49 fucking years old. Yeah. This Inoki is- may have been. I can't remember how old he was. <laughs> he may have been. Uh, so there's still so much to unpack in this situation. Yeah. I mean, I mean, do you have when, – when's the next time we see Brock on Raw? Like, does he come out tomorrow pissy because he lost and throw a bunch of security guys around? Like, does he go away for months and when he show, we're show up, we're supposed to forget that he got destroyed by, you know, Gold Dad? <laughs> I mean, Gold Dad. I don't I – don't, I don't, Well, don't. Goldberg warned him, don't mess with his family. Well, yeah. Speaking of which, why did his son not have a shirt? Did you see that? Where he brought his son into the ring, his son was shirtless for some reason? I'm afraid I missed that, thankfully. <laughs> I was scrambling to get the goddamn post up because it was scheduled for 1030, and that was me being generous, conservative. Yeah, sure. That was me being conservative. So Sorry. I'm sitting here like, shit, it's 1025. He brought his doughy little son into the ring, oh, and he was man. he was. Don't do that! Hurt. I don't want to get my ass kicked by Goldberg in oh, a minute and a half. Man. Yeah. Uh, so this, I mean, you you got to think they're going to have another match, right? There's no way you do this finish if there's no other match. I it's not it's not possible. Hey, John. you know what? If this match happens at the Royal Rumble and the same outcome happens in the favor of Brock Lesnar, yeah, and then they rematch again at WrestleMania and it's yeah. the more even match, sign me up. Cool. Whatever. If you convey that shit can happen message. Right. 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 Somebody says this might trump the finger point of doom. You know, I didn't want to say that, but <laughs> – yeah, and when that as soon as that pinfall happened, the first thing in my brain was finger poke doom. Right. To me, I thought of that too, but I thought no, that was them. That was the performers trolling us, not the promoters. Like the the the, the performers said, okay, Hulk Hogan and Nash are going to give each other the belt or whatever it was. But this is not that. I did just get my first. Did you see that coming in the Brock Lesnar Goldberg match from a non wrestling fan? I did just get that. So I, I, I will be fair and balanced here. Ironically, it's, it's from a fellow wedding DJ, Alex. Oh, I know yeah. you used to do some of that. Yes, I did. Have you all unionized? Was this your doing? No. Ah, uh, damn. Yeah. So, like, I don't want to stop talking about this match. I really don't. <laughs> yeah, I for don't better know. or for worse, I don't want to stop talking about this match. Um right. Somebody <laughs> somebody on Facebook, uh, or Andy Quigley, one of our viewers, said, yeah. just saw this on Facebook. The show was supposed to end at 11. 
guess they didn't count on Goldberg coming out and being so dominant. <laughs> yep. Uh, they should have put on like a, a post limb, like what they do in Bellator. Yeah. If in case their their main events don't go long enough, they have like post post preliminary matchups. Do you remember Fast Lane, where they were running short, so they brought out the the um, oh god the social outcasts to fight against <laughs> Golden Truth. It like in, in oh, the in the in the match before the main event, and everyone was like, "What's going on?" Yeah, that's what they should have done. Bo Dallas. I'm so. I'm so beside myself. I knocked my pop filter off there. Ah, oh, man. <laughs> this situation. I mean, it's like. So I'm getting. Stuff. I just go. I just go back to all the promotion that was put into this, from the video games, from the production, from the TV time to the tickets sold. That my my heart breaks for the parents who bought their kids tickets and like there are some people guarantee you that saved up their money from from weeks of work at an hourly job and they're like I'm going to go watch Goldberg I'm going to go watch Brock Lesnar and they got this they got this match somebody says when Brock Lesnar's main eventing a show expect some crazy shit to happen that's a very good point uh that is a good point that has been a standard that's true in in his main events Right, but um, that's something that they should also convey. That's something that they should also put forth on TV. Like you never know what will happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm getting stuff. People are sending me tweets saying, like, you know, that you can build Brock as having been overconfident, and now he can make do the road back, and now he's finally got a character, not just some indestructible beast, and that's beneficial for. For the brand, maybe, but I—I I mean, to have him to have him go out like this in this way to put over somebody who's coming back for you know what has been said one match. I mean, the best thing of the whole buildup was was Les was Lock, uh, Goldberg coming out and saying, "Not only are you next, you're last," and that's what I was looking forward to was having that big retirement match. I think that was what they were building towards, and it's not that anymore. If 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 they're going to have this, what you said about having, you know, Brock go over like this at the Royal Rumble and then have them having a, a final match um, at WrestleMania, I, I could be, I could get down for that, but there was no hint of that before this. So they better be building toward that because otherwise I have no idea what they're going to do. Yeah. And me and Shane are going back and forth on Twitter, but it's a matter of continuity. It's a matter of anything, absolutely anything, making some sense. That's all I want. Like, TV has evolved so much. In the late 90s, you could argue WWF, like pro wrestling, you could argue pro wrestling was maybe the most riveting TV that was on. Because in the late 90s, there wasn't a lot of shit pushing the envelope. There really, really wasn't. It was all gee golly gosh darn sitcoms on network TV and stuff like that. A couple years later, shit like The Sopranos and The Wire comes and turns TV up on its ass and things change. Now you've got – you've had the Breaking Bads, the, the Walking Deads, like Game of Thrones, stuff like that. Now you've got stuff like, like Lucha Underground that play that role, but WWE doesn't have to go that far. They just need to make sense of what they have. Just make sense of it. 
if this ends up making sense, yeah, then okay. But I guess right the whole now, thing is that, that, that buying a fifty-year-old guy dominating a man who just beat the living shit out of Mark Hunt on a UFC pay-per-view and beat the living shit out of Randy Orton at his most yeah. recent pay-per-view. So, I mean, I guess what the whole thing is that you have to come down to is like, do you trust the WWE to make sense of this going forward? And I don't know how you can trust them at this point. Maybe they'll surprise us all. and They've got a great booking thing plotted out for the next six months, but I haven't seen that come to fruition in the last six months. So, yeah, I guess we'll we'll just have to wait and see on that. But right now, it's just it's it's galling. Somebody says playing advocate here, or Randy Cruz says playing advocate here. What's the difference between tonight and Brock suplexing Cena twenty times at SummerSlam fourteen? Cena's small offense. Well, that match went like ten minutes, I think. Yeah. Also. Brock Lesnar is at 49 years old wrestling his first match yeah. since 2004. Yeah. Yeah. 2004. Right. Yep. Yeah, seventh graders weren't alive when when Brock when, when Goldberg last wrestled. So yeah, it's yeah. It's uh yeah. It's just so you know, the last time Goldberg wrestled a match, your tag team champions were Rikishi and Scotty to Hottie. Yep. <laughs> Rikishi and Scotty to Hottie. <laughs> Jimmy Wang Yang did not was not a thing at this point. He was a Keo. A Keo. <laughs> oh, this wow. is pre-stabbing Jamie Noble. Jamie Noble was unstabbed at this point. Yeah. As far as far as we know. Right. Miss Jackie, and I'm not talking about Jacqueline, I'm talking about Jackie Gata, was yeah. an active wrestler at this point. Yeah. What if Miss Jackie showed up and beat the living shit out of Charlotte? And you know what? Jackie Gata is probably in better shape, too. Not to say that Goldberg's not in good shape, but Jackie Gata is right. in ridiculous shape. Yeah. Ellis, uh, as many people know, shocked Undertaker guy. I wonder what his reaction was to this, but he says, What if this is it? What if there isn't anything to it? Just one match and that's it. Would it be that bad? Well, it depends on who you ask. It's all subjective, really, but. Yeah. For Brock Lesnar as a character moving forward, yeah, it'd be pretty bad. Yeah. I know. I, I would hope. I'm counting on this. Somebody says it's part of a story. Brock can fight for his dominance without a rematch. I don't know, man. Like, what? Like, the, the, but the whole thing is he's been also been booked to be a heel. Like, he reads the baby face and gets beaten like this. And you got other heels who were like, ha ha, you got beat. I don't take you seriously anymore. And you can give them their comeuppance. That's fine. But if he's the heel and he gets beat like this, this is like, this is not, I, and I, you know, I don't know. I kind of take back what I said about, I hope this happens in the same, in the reverse fashion at Royal Rumble. Cause well, you know, oh, okay. I wouldn't mind at the Royal Rumble. I was going to say, cause a lot of people would spend a lot of money on tickets, but if you're at the Royal Rumble, you're probably there for the Royal Rumble. Right. 
So that, that, that would work in my opinion. A damn. Somebody says nobody was injured pre-match, right? Uh, Goldberg went into it banged up. He tweaked his shoulder on Raw. But like the thing is, is that if his shoulder was bad and they and they cut the match short because of that reason, all of his offense was shoulder based. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So, <laughs> oh man, I don't know, man. This was something different. This was something different. Yeah. And as a whole, this was not a good show, in my opinion. Uh, I wanted it to be. I expected it to be. I thought that that a lot of times WWE has trouble following up the NXT shows. And I thought last night, while it was a good show, this wasn't anything WWE couldn't follow up. And usually they are really, really good with multiple-person matches. Now, the issue is... Nothing on this show had real stakes. And what did have stakes ended in complete screw jobs all around. Yeah. We had So let's start from the beginning. We had a six-man tag cruiserweight match. There's not a lot to talk about. It was a six-man cruiserweight they, match. They, they put over 205 live constantly on commentary to the whole thing. That was basically just an advertisement yes. for that show. That's what it was. Instead of giving these people characters, they gave them ring time. That's okay. I mean, that's okay if that's what you're going to base it on. I don't know if they'll get those characters on 205 Live. We'll skip ahead to the Brian Kendrick Kalisto thing because sure. they were having an okay match. Uh, mm-hmm. I hate Brian Kendrick's. That's another thing. If you're, if, you're, if you're trying to sell me on realism, that Brock Lesnar can lose to Goldberg in a minute and a half because it's realistic – then you better sell me on the idea that there's a really good reason that Kalisto isn't sitting out mm-hmm. of a bulldog headlock on the ground when he's supposed to be an elite wrestler. Because that move, every time I see it, I'm like, ah. Uh, uh, yeah. Man. So take us through this, this Kendrick Kalisto match. Oh, my God. <laughs> It was it was good. Um, there was they were doing good storytelling. Uh, the 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 video package they had for Brian Kendrick leading into the match was excellent. The way he described how he does things, anybody can can be smart and scout their opponent and use every trick in the book to win. But you guys won't do it because you're too obsessed with making yourselves look good with your flippy shit. And, and I think that's a great way of, of, of delineating him from the rest of the division. It's really good. He delivered it really well, was incredibly well produced, and it, it bore fruit during this match. Um, Kalisto did some really great stuff, but it was all, um, you know, to no end because, you know, Kendrick would slip out of stuff and uh, reverse things with, you know, thumbs to eyes and whatever. Um, he's very good at all of that stuff and telling that story that way. Um, just when it um, looked like Kalisto might get the upper hand and win this thing, in comes Baron Corbin. It's important to recognize that the first person Baron Corbin hits in the ring is Brian Kendrick. Then he hits Kalisto with the end of days and gets Kalisto, uh, gets Kalisto, gets Brian Kendrick. Who gets disqualified? Kalisto gets disqualified? Yes. Yeah, Kalisto gets disqualified, and therefore Raw gets to hang on to the, right. the belt, which is, oh, man. it's Yeah. I, I don't know what the purpose of putting 205 Live on after SmackDown is if you're well, running this, is the whole this thing. now. This is, this is what's going on. They're going to work something out later 
Like, it's just this one thing of like, oh, you thought we were going to do it at the pay-per-view? Nah, psych, we're going to do it on Raw. So tomorrow, something's going to work out where it's going to wind up on SmackDown anyway. Or if it's, not, if it's not now, this week, it'll be the week after that. It's just, it's too stupid not to do it that way. It's too cost-effective for them not to do it that way. So you just, you're going to do it that way. But they wanted to like, you know, aha, you see, you thought we were going to do it this way. We're not going to do it that way. We got you. And, you know, that's kind of what they did in the main event, too. So it was just Vince McMahon trolling us. Um, but it was great to see Baron Corbin uh, continuing that feud. Uh, he, he had a great backstage interview with uh, – back interview. He got confronted by Daniel Bryan backstage, and he said, Kalisto is a pest. And the last thing I want is more pests running around SmackDown. Uh, which is great. It continues his thing of he hates little guys. And so he doesn't want the Cruiserweight division to come to yeah, SmackDown. I, I'm, I'm cool with the Corbin hates little guys thing, but it doesn't look like he has any to work with now. <laughs> That's the whole thing. He is, but also he, want to. he shows up and he looks perfectly healthy. So why isn't he immediately put back into SmackDown uh, team for Team SmackDown for that, for that Survivor Series match? Shane be like, oh, great, you're healthy? Cool. I don't have to get, you know, my head speared off later. <laughs> you know? Uh, that was just an odd thing that, like, he wasn't limping or anything, didn't have his knee taped. Uh, so he looks perfectly healthy. I don't understand why he didn't get his, his spot back. That, that's also a big plot hole. And we beg for continuity. We beg for it. Yep. None there. Yep. I don't know what's... I, I am not interested in watching 205 Live a damn bit. Not a bit. See, the whole thing is like... So now I wonder, hey, is, is Kalisto eligible for 205 Live? Like, can he be on that show? Is It's its own show, right? Right. Is it a raw property? I don't know what the hell it is. Yeah, no. They, Maybe they, they'll, I'm sure they'll explain that. They'll, they'll have ex- to explain they'll it. They'll explain it away in some way. Um they, what they should be is like anyone who's listed at under 205 on either division on either show should be eligible to be in 205 live. And then you can have Neville in it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. stuff like that. But um, though this, I, in spite of myself, am interested in 205 live because I have such fond memories of the cruiserweight classic. And I just want these guys to be able to do the things that they did there and not have to spend the middle three minutes of their match in a rest hold. You know what I mean? I want 205 Live to be the stuff I saw on Cruiserweight Classic. It probably won't be, you know, but I, I'm, I, I have to hold out hope for it because without hope, what do you have? <laughs> I got Shane Helms comparing Goldberg to Mike Tyson. This ain't boxing. No. This is different. And I said that Mike Tyson beating down chumps is a lot different. Now, I wasn't insinuating that that's the only type of person that he beat down. He beat down some good boxers. But, I mean, like, outside of, let's see, maybe the Bruce Selden fight, uh, Michael Spinks, I think, most of the guys that he beat that were top talents, it went a hell of a lot longer than 90 seconds. Right. So, you know, he questioned me doing my homework. I'm aware of Mike Tyson's career, Shane. I know what he's done, but this is not boxing. This is different. Yeah. This is there is no standard for this in pro wrestling. No. And people can say Brock Lesnar, John Cena. That wasn't no. that wasn't the same. No. Cena got in offense. 
He very little, very but little. But he he did he did do something. He did, he did do something. something. He didn't he didn't just pick up his opponent, place him in the turnbuckle, and then back away waiting to get shoved. That was not well, something also, that he did. That match went on for sixteen minutes. Yeah, sixteen minutes, and it was two wrestlers considered in their prime. I do think though that if you if Brock Lesnar had given that many Jupin surplexes to Goldberg, he would have exploded into dust. You oh, I mean? absolutely. I was worried about like the physical condition of Goldberg heading into this. Yeah. Like I don't know. Well, I, I certainly believe one thing. He didn't do any in ring training for this. Nope. <laughs> this as he speculated, right? Nope. He did not. Apparently, WWE Storytime is a fantastic show, I'm hearing. Oh, well, that'll be good. I am looking forward to checking that out. Hmm. Man. <laughs> As our correspondent or writer Brandon Howard said, they should just have Goldberg squash Lesnar as something your drunk friends would suggest while watching Raw. <laughs> It's true. Oh man. It's true. Yeah. They they gave the book to to Dave, your roommate from college. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what they weren't even the best spears on the show, which we're gonna get into that next. Right, we, we'll get into that later. Uh yeah, the the other pre show match was Luke Harper versus Kane, which was fine, but Kane went over for some reason. Uh don't really get that. Um it was a good match. Um, Harper is a great worker, and I really hope that they're planning something good with him uh, going forward in the Wyatt family. There's a lot of stuff they can mine there. Uh, but, yeah, that was just another match. Again, they they advertised it as being a two-hour pre-show but did not advertise these matches at all. They were not announced until during the pre-show. So if you were, you know, one, like, why would I tune in? Oh, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, I missed those two matches because you never told me they were going to be on there. It just doesn't make any sense. I don't. I don't like the way they did that. Yeah, the the Kane Luke Harper thing. What a not pleasant surprise that was. Yeah. Um, uh, I like. I would have went for another five on five. Sure. Elimination match over this. Like, just throw ten guys in there. I'd be. I'd better have had a five-on-five cruiserweight elimination match. That would have been great. Well, that's. I was told that they were planning on doing that, and then they settled on the cruiserweight title match. But I don't see why it would have been hard to just add two people to each of those teams. 
I know one. I wish I wish I could remember who uh, who uh, tweeted this, but they said Kota Ibushi and Zack Saber knew what was up. <laughs> That's why they rejected those contracts. Yeah, they another had to have. Says, another person says, "Are people not seeing the story being told? Brock was cocky, and Goldberg hit him with his best shots. Easy." Yeah, there is no standard ever in the history of Brock Lesnar's career. Yep. Like, none of his UFC fights were that short. And that's before he had a surgically removed butthole. Yeah. So how about that one? How about that one? The Raw versus SmackDown, the real, I guess you could call it the main event of the show. This was all over the place. It had its good and its bad. I'll tell you the good. Braun Strowman. Yep. He was so good. And the way they eliminated Braun Strowman. <laughs> oh, so they put him through a table, and you think, okay, he's getting counted out like that. Yeah. Shane McMahon does the elbow off the top, a beautiful elbow off the top. A lot of fake outrage about Shane McMahon in this match, which we'll get to. And then as Braun finally is about to make it to the ring, he can't get in the ring. You look down, and James Ellsworth is underneath the ring holding on to Braun Strowman's boot. <laughs> Braun Strowman then beats the living shit out of James Ellsworth all the way up the ramp and tosses him through a table. Yep. It was magnificent. So I, I wrote this in my live coverage. Um, Braun attempts to get back in the ring to break the 10 count, but is unable to. The camera pans down, and holding Braun Strowman's ankle are two hands. Who do we know that has two hands? James Ellsworth. Any man with two hands can grab an ankle. Uh, <laughs> and that whole thing was great. I loved it. Uh, 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 that was a, a perfect way to get uh, Strowman out. Uh, it, to- it, it continues that story, which is great. It's a callback to earlier. They even had this great ma- uh, segment earlier in the night where uh, Ellsworth ran into Braun Strowman, and Strowman looks down at him and says, don't I know you? <laughs> and Ellsworth runs away. That was fun. Uh, and it paid off with this. It was very, very good. I really, really loved that. There were a lot of parts of this match that were great. But that was probably the best part of the entire evening was the stuff in this match. Oh, man. Uh, Pro Wrestling Sheet is reporting that... Goldberg inked a deal to appear in Royal Rumble match. Uh, in the match itself? Before. Maybe, hold on, let me, let me read through it. This comes from uh, James McKenna over at Pro Wrestling Sheet. It will see him per- participate in a Rumble match, yes, for the second time in his career. Now, here's the thing. It says, in the upcoming Royal Rumble... Now, it doesn't specify in the Royal Rumble match or in a match at the Royal Rumble because when you say in the upcoming Royal Rumble, that would lead you to believe it's in the Royal Rumble match. Now, Brock Lesnar should probably toss him out with with, – it should be those two in the ring. Brock Lesnar should just run roughshod all over Brock – I mean Goldberg. I mean beat the living shit out of him and chuck him out. So then, so then, and Goldberg, then jump over the top rope and beat the shit out of him yeah. some more. Uh, Goldberg is then com- coming back to become the champion. That's his thing because he's going to be in the Royal Rumble match. Like, like that's what his, that's his end game now is to be become well, the champion. I mean, hey, 
You know what? Honestly, if you sat there and you questioned if you still got it and you yeah. beat the shit out of Brock Lesnar in 90 seconds, why wouldn't you put yourself yeah. in the Royal Rumble? Sure. Yeah, I mean, if we want continuity and yeah. – that's true. I don't want them to just start where I feel it's handy. They need to start where it's happening on their program. Shane McMahon almost died tonight. Yeah, he did. I had some goofball saying, oh, that spear looked more like a DDT. Who gives a shit? It was the best spear I've ever seen in my life. It unseated Goldberg and Nunzio. I hope Nunzio is in the next Royal Rumble. I hope Goldberg spears him. <laughs> I that, hope they bring that back. It, when I watched the replay of it, it almost looked like the crown of Roman's head went up underneath Shane's jaw. And uh, that's, that's where it looks scary to me. Um, but, <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. This was no, too please good do. to not. This is from DDP. I see him responding to this. And he just responded, you don't have to agree with me, bro. But somebody sent him a message that said, you can shit in my living room. That's a surprise. It doesn't mean it's entertaining or right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Man. Okay. But yeah, that that spear. Oh, man. The level of athleticism Shane McMahon still has at this age is impressive. It really is. Late 40s. And I saw stuff like, like people saying, like, this is why untrained people shouldn't be in the ring. Shane McMahon's an adult, you guys. He's wrestled probably 100, 150 matches at this point. Oh, yeah. Like, that's not a great, great, great amount by any stretch. No. But he's been in there with some of the greats. He can hold his own in the ring. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with, with Shane McMahon doing this. Uh, now, he was so out of it that he kicked out. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he rolled over. His right shoulder was down, and they couldn't count the three. His right shoulder was up, and they couldn't count the three. But the the ref was like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, we're not we're not doing this anymore. You're you're done." Um, well, the ref should have just counted the damn three. I know he's supposed to call it as a shoot, but right. man, uh, the thing that was very interesting to me was you could see Randy Orton go over to Shane's kids and go, "Don't yes. worry, you guys gonna be cool." Uh, that was that was a really great gesture. That was class a plus stuff from Randy Orton. Um, because it looked like he might have been killed. Like, especially yeah. if it's your dad and you're a, you're a kid. You're like nine years old and you're in the front row and you think your dad just died. You know what I mean? Like, it's good to have Randy Orton come over there and say, no, it's, it's going to be fine. Um, yeah, that was crazy. That was a crazy spear. It was an amazing spot. Um, it was, that's the whole thing. Is that that's why I want so badly for them to do something different with Roman Reigns so I can root for the guy, or root against the correctly, the guy who can do stuff like that, the guy who can pop, you know, hit, hit a match, hit a, hit a spot like that, and pop everybody. But you know, I mean, it was, my, my my initial reaction was, oh my god, Shane McMahon's paralyzed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he wasn't moving, and he no. had a glazed look in his eyes, and oh, I, I was yeah. horrified. He's, he's got a concussion. To me, yes, that looks like definitely. a concussion. Yeah. Uh, because as I said, it really did. It looked like Roman's crown of Roman's head went under underneath his chin and hit his jaw, and that's going to do some serious damage with the force that he was hit with. Um, but there were, I mean, there were other things in this match that were that were very very fun, very good. Um, I I shield reunion. The shield reunion was great. Popped everybody. I had friends who were 
messaging me who were so excited about it. And it was great. It was a very good way of, of getting that SEAL reunion together. You had, you had to figure out how are these three going to team together if two of them are on one team and, two, and one's on the other team. But this was why the whole thing of brand loyalty was bullshit from the very start. It's much more important to Dean Ambrose to fuck up AJ Styles than it is to like be a part of Team SmackDown. You know, and it always should have been. Let me ask you, what does this, what does this say to you as somebody who uh, has covered a lot of Raw and stuff? Okay, so we got, and these pay-per-views where you got to see a little bit of everything from everybody. This Dean Ambrose thing is sort of a shades of gray deal because AJ Styles is getting chanted for like a baby face. Yeah. The Shield reunion is very much a babyface thing. Him costing the SmackDown pride and joy AJ Styles the match is a very heel thing. Yeah. Personally, I think for Dean Ambrose, that's the right thing to do. Right. Definitely the right thing to do because he's better in that spot. But what do you what do you think? Do you, it's really hard to tell what direction they're ever going with a, a Dean Ambrose. Right. Well, the the thing is, is that yes, we all love cheering for AJ Styles and with good reason. Because he's great. But uh, he is nominally the heel. He's the guy who took out Cena and insists on being referred to as the face that runs the place. Um, he's, he always likes messing with poor little James Ellsworth, who everybody loves. So Dean is the baby face, regardless of what we, what we think about it. And this totally heel maneuver, you know, that's, he's being selfish about it. It's the same motivations that Baron Corbin, who is absolutely a heel, had those same motivations when he cost... SmackDown, the cruiserweight division. So you can't you can't say one is a heel and one is a is one is a babyface. They're both doing heelish stuff. But there's a shades of gray that is 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 present in current uh, WWE booking that has that has not been in the past. Um, yeah, and that, of course the Shield reunion is a babyface thing. Um, so you know that that gets over huge. We've got um, the, the Wyatt family emerging on top out of all this in a 53-minute match. It was a I'm glad that they match. I'm glad and it needed to be. It really did need to be. But, I mean, that's what happens when you have your other two matches, Survivor Series matches, go 17 and a half and 19 minutes. Both of those could have went longer. Uh, I bet right now they're wishing they would have. <laughs> I think but the they- Wyatt family being dominant here is a good thing yep. because you got to spark some interest in them somehow. It's not there for me yet. I'm more interested in them with Randy Orton than I yep. was before though. Well, that's the thing is that somebody said, uh, Oh look, the Wyatts can actually win on a pay-per-view. All you got to do is bring in Randy Orton. And then all of a sudden now, now they <laughs> win matches. Uh, but it's true. Uh, Randy, Randy Orton hit, hit an amazing RKO on Rollins coming off the top rope. That was great. That's one of his top five RKOs ever. Um, and um, Bray Wyatt hit the sickest Sister Abigail in history on on Roman Reigns to pick up the win. It really looked like they were they were going to do it and have Roman fight from underneath and come back against all odds. We all were like, oh, my God, the world is dark and cold and there is no God. But no, hooray, the terrible like, – there, there was a thing that was happening. I don't know if you heard this. Some people were saying that it was a Let's Go SmackDown chant. I heard Let's Go Bad Guys. And I thought that was really great. They were chanting 
for regardless, they were absolutely chanting for Orton and, and Wyatt. Um, earlier in the match, we forgot to touch on this. Uh, Owens attacked AJ Styles with the list of Jericho and got yeah. himself disqualified. And yeah, then Jericho sure was distraught and picking up all the pages. And it looked like he was looking out up the ramp at Owens, who was leaving. Like, how dare you destroy my list? Then he got RKO'd and pinned. But they're, they're obviously, I think they might be building toward the, the break between Owens and Jericho via the, uh, the list being destroyed in this match. Yeah. yeah. It was a good we're, we're, match. We're running over on time anyway, so let's, let's get through some of this other stuff. I thought that main, that that main Survivor Series match a lot of hit and miss, uh, but had some good stuff in it, had some not good stuff in it, but definitely the best Survivor Series match that, in my opinion, the tag match came down to the Usos and Cesaro and Sheamus. Uh, man, well, I mean, they had to have somebody in there that would get would get booed in comparison right. to Cesaro and Sheamus. So it couldn't right. be American Alpha, couldn't be Heath Slater and the Rhino. And Rhino. It wasn't going to be Brizongo, unfortunately. <laughs> they they got eliminated immediately, uh, and then yes. the New Day did, which was which was good. I, I like that storytelling. The New Day cannot win anything if the titles are not on the line. That's a good continuation. They uh, they are like eight and eight since, on pay per view since winning those titles, yeah. and they have failed to defend them on like six. Yeah, um, pay per views. <laughs> so uh, the end, though, I liked that it came down to. Sheamus and Cesaro having to work together against a team that has been together the entire time that they have been in the WWE with the Usos. The Usos are a great tag team because they work so well together. So that was a good way of of putting over Sheamus and Cesaro becoming a team. That was a good use of them. The rest of the match, I could take or leave. I didn't like at all how strong they made the Shining Stars look for a while. Uh, And the fact that everyone's just getting... Eliminated left and right. That should have been that should have been the quick pin yeah. right there. Shining stars. Yeah. Somebody had a great idea. They said it would have been great if the revival showed up and took out the shining stars and took their spots. IQ wrestler on Twitter said. Um, <laughs> uh, IQ wrestler on Twitter said uh, last night the revival may be a top fifteen tag team in American wrestling history in the ring. And hey, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue that. Not going to argue that. Uh, <laughs> Matt Riddle has chimed in. He said, uh, hashtag trash. I'm going <laughs> to save the rest for this Wednesday's podcast due to Thanksgiving. <laughs> hashtag, he still can't work. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boy. Register at Fightful.com. Absolutely free to get access to that podcast. Matt Riddle, former UFC fighter, uh, Evolve wrestler. He knows his shit, needless to say. We'll see what he thinks. I got all these people saying, oh, well, the UFC, we're going to have a former UFC fighter on the damn show, and you can't say, well, he doesn't know what he's talking about about wrestling. A hot damn he does. Well, I'll be damned, guys. Look at that. You always have those hater-hater alligators who are out there. We've got a 10 chant in our... uh, Somebody says Matt Riddle always seems so chill during the show. <laughs> I guarantee you, um, if anything, he is the opposite of chill. He would be blazed. 
Oh yeah, a major ten chant in our chat room. Whew. Uh the so the tag match it ended with Cesaro and Sheamus winning, not shaking hands. I really think this should have been the point, or maybe it'll be tomorrow, where they yeah, realize maybe. it was a great moment for them to have done it. Would have been tonight. It was a, it would have been the culmination of everything. It would have been a really great idea to do it that way. But nope. I just don't think they're gonna catch fire as a team. Yeah. And I was hoping that by this TL not TLC roadblock show they would because yeah. New Day might lose the titles at Roadblock. The demolition yeah. record will be broken by then. You know. Yeah. Miz defeated Sami Zayn. This was a friggin' phenomenal match. Uh, Miz is just awesome these days. Sami Zayn is always awesome when given a spot on pay-per-view like this. The end came when Maurice rang the damn bell and then Miz rolled him up. Um, I'm cool with this because the Miz is a slimy little bastard and his wife is just so willing to get in on it and do whatever she can. Maurice is the best heel valet in two decades. She's she's brilliant. Everything that they, they do with her, it, it makes perfect sense. Uh, I love that it's it really is her who comes up with these ideas to get her husband out of stuff. Like, he has no idea what's going on. There was this thing a, a while ago, a couple months ago, where she fell off the ring apron and pretended to be hurt, and Miz carried her to the back and took the count out, and she was like, I'm fine. He's like, oh, my God, you're a genius. Like, he has no idea what's going on, and she's able to save him all, over and over and over again. I really like that. Eventually, she's going to be banned from ringside, like like Daniel Bryan should have done at any point trying to make the Miz lose. Just ban her from ringside, and he has no chance of winning. Uh, but, yeah, again, we all everybody kind of thought that the Intercontinental title might go to Raw, and the Cruiserweight division would go to SmackDown. So now we're kind of back to treading water. Uh, but I, I am I, – I'll always root – to have Miz stay the champion because he's so good at being what he is. Somebody says, wouldn't Braun Strowman beating Brock Lesnar in this manner have been better? Probably. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. Braun Strowman's got a guy that you're building. It's a guy Braun you're building. Strowman has a future in this business, in this, in this, in this company. And I, 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 I don't think that Goldberg does. <laughs> we're taking questions by the way at fightful.com on the podcast page we're going to take them there so head over there if you want to listen i see somebody saying they're not listening to us that's king of indie style by the way yeah we are gotta keep my eye on both of them gotta keep my eye on both of them the women's survivor series match oh this was a mess what was that what was this all about it was okay first of all First of all, everyone had really cool um, ring gear that represented the colors. Matched their brand. Of, matched the brand. Except for poor Nia Jax, who they just squeezed into a raw T-shirt. It was basically just fat shaming, and it was really disgusting, and I hated it. You couldn't have, you couldn't have just <laughs> made – No, listen. Like, no, the other night when they, when they showed up on, on SmackDown, they, they, they couldn't have her just wear a T-shirt. They had to wear, have her wear a T-shirt – over long sleeves so they you saw as little skin of Nia Jax as possible. The woman was a model, for Christ's sake. You can actually, you know, she's beautiful. You could do something with that. But no, they didn't make her her own red gear. She was the only one who was wearing a T-shirt. But other than that, there were a lot of uh, interesting eliminations, I will say. 
Um, the whole the big story coming out of this, I think, is going to be the fact that uh, Nikki Bella was assaulted before the match. Uh, I think that they think that they're tipping the hand of Charlotte being the one who knocked Nikki out, but it was quite obviously Natalia who knocked Nikki out. See, I, I think it's the opposite. I think that they think they're tipping the hand of Natalia, and I think it'll be somebody else. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I think it'll be Rikishi. I think he ran over her for <laughs> Nia Jax. <laughs> well, she is related to The Rock, so. Well, that's the reason I made the goddamn joke, Alex. Yeah, I wanted to, like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody says, well, let's cover the rest of the match, I guess. <laughs> Sasha Banks gets pinned by Natalia via roll-up. Uh, sure. Naomi counted out. Uh, Alicia Fox gets hit with a beautiful twisted bliss off the top. Carmella got pinned with a horrible-looking scissors kick. Yep. Charlotte got uh, – or Charlotte pinned uh, Natalia with a big boot. Nia Jax got tapped out by Becky Lynch. Now, I'm cool with Nia Jax getting tapped out by Becky Lynch. This is the SmackDown Women's Champion. If SmackDown's yeah. going down, at least right. make that top girl look strong. Yes. Make somebody look strong in this situation. And – um. I would love Becky Becky Lynch could be the one that says, you know, I can do what nobody on Raw can do. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and I like that they also let Nia get her heat back right after that to pull Becky out of the ring and throw her against the barricade. Um, yes, Sean, you're reacting to something in, this, in the chat? I'm going to punch the shock trooper, one of our commenters. <laughs> uh, ask Fightful. Let me ask you something, guys. Does Goldberg not have two hands? <laughs> he does have – any of... man with two hands does have a chance. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Jesus. Yeah, I, there, were a, there were a bunch Played. of times this match, uh, especially, where being double teamed was just fine. Like, Sasha had to work against both Natalia and Alexa Bliss. The ref would, refused to get one of them to get out of the ring. Nia Jax worked against Becky and uh, Alexa. Uh, there was just a lot of that stuff that just didn't make a lot of sense why the ref wouldn't make one of them get out of the ring. Um, the only reason that Sasha got rolled up was because she, she was having to deal with two of them at the same time. But, uh, yeah, and, of course, at the end, uh, Bailey gets the final pin, and then Charlotte beats down Bailey. So they're continuing that story. At least there's something coming out of this uh, that leads to something on the Raw brand. Um, I don't know what, what comes out of this for SmackDown other than the whole Nikki Bella situation. So, like, <laughs> we've we got a bunch of questions. Do Alexa and Becky get a ladder match at TLC? I think so. They I think should. they do. They should. I hope they, I hope they do. Who are your picks to win the Royal Rumble as things stand today? Alex. Oh. Gosh, I mean, it's too easy to say Braun, but I, I would love Braun to win. Uh, I guess the idea being that there'll be 15 guys from each brand in there and the winner gets a challenge for their own championship. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping Braun, if not, you know, I guess Seth. <clears throat> yeah, I'd probably say Seth Rollins too. The the thing uh, uh, is, it's like it, it's hard to see like who is right, who's like the super over guy right now. Like it seems like, well, I don't know. 
Yeah, the the generally the, the person that's super really over with the fans doesn't end up winning the rumble anyway. Right. Um, and there's a lot of speculation that Undertaker might win the title from AJ at the Rumble. And then if Cena were to win the Rumble, he would challenge Taker at Mania. That's a that's a that's a thing that a theory I've seen bandied about, uh, which is fine, you know. Uh I mean, really, the outcome of the Rumble is never why I watch the Rumble. It's for all those wonderful things in the middle where guys are eliminating each other and starting brand new feuds that will continue for months uh, or not, you know, in the case of uh, Owens versus Styles, because Owens eliminated Styles in the last Royal Rumble. And I was so excited for a Kevin Owens versus AJ Styles feud that we never got. Uh, this, this does like, it kind of, it, it is almost Royal Rumble season. It's it really like, is. It's, it's approaching very quickly. Yeah. Very, very quickly. Somebody says, whose career do you think Goldberg should ruin next? I, <laughs> we'll see how it ends up, but man, it's like. I, I think he's, I think he's going to, I think he's going to beat Braun Strowman in, in two minutes. It's like, here's the thing. When Brock Lesnar beat the Undertaker streak, a lot of people were like, why are they doing this with Brock Lesnar? It ended up working out okay for them. But this is like this to a different degree. Well, no, it's like, that's I don't the whole know. thing. Is this basically takes that and then throws it in the trash. Yeah. Because, because if you, why would you build Brock as the guy who beat – he's the one in 21 and one, and nobody, nobody can take him, and he'll beat anybody. And the only time he's lost is when he had to pass out in an omoplata by, by uh, uh, the Hell's Gate by – I take her, but he flipped the guy off as he was going out. Like he's this ultimate badass, and nobody can touch him. And now a fifty-year-old guy does. And now all of that's yeah. gone. All of that's gone. So there's no reason to have given the streak to Brock Lesnar. If three years later or whatever it is, you're just going to take it and throw it in the trash by having him lose in ninety seconds to Gold Dad. I'm just so I don't know where they're going to take this. I just I, I worry about like hey maybe maybe it spikes a rating for tomorrow. Maybe it shoots the rating through the roof. If it shoots the rating through the roof, and it's sustained, maybe it's worth it. Maybe it's worth it. But I mean, we'll have to see. Who will be the surprises in this year's Royal Rumble? Well, they wouldn't be surprises then, would they? Yeah. <laughs> um. Ah. I hope they don't have. I hope they don't waste a couple, too many slots with like one-offs. You know, like, I like oh, those. Look, it's, well, like, well, well, I mean, I'd rather them waste it on a one-off than have Fandango in there. He's not winning the damn thing. No, no, I, and I totally agree. Uh, they should be legitimate contenders, people who you could actually see being put, ha- having possibly winning this match. And so who are the fifty-year-olds they can bring in there? Exactly. Who are the guys you're going to bring in for the for the one the retired guys? Like you're going to have DDP come back and give the diamond cutter to somebody. Yeah, and he's get eliminated? not doing it anymore. He's not. He's he's done. Uh, they'll probably have the Dudley boys because they're yeah in there. I don't. It's really tough to say until like as we get closer because it's just tough to say. If I were to guess, man, I, if Shelton Benjamin were healthy. Yeah, I would say that he could have been one, but he's he's still out for quite a while. Quite a while. Somebody says, "Is there any way Ellsworth could be the next Mysterio and beat 
Lesnar, Goldberg, and Strowman, there ain't a damn chance. So this is what I thought. I honestly thought that if they brought the Cruiserweight division to SmackDown, that James Ellsworth would be your new Cruiserweight champion in about three months. But... Bah. There were a lot of people that thought he would turn or cost SmackDown the match. That didn't happen. No. No. No, it didn't. I thought he would I thought he would I know it would cost him the match, but I thought he might cost somebody an elimination just by being in the wrong place at the wrong time. He did though. He cost Braun Strowman. Somebody says, How do you all got how do you guys feel about Marty Skrull beating Will Osprey for the TV title? That those two signings Real good signings. Now, as I mentioned earlier in one of our viewing parties, these signings are very important because they could lose a lot of people at the end of this year. Ring of Honor could. And WWE, I think, knows that the buzz behind NXT is not what it used to be, and they're going to try to get some people that may make that buzz or may try to regain some of that buzz. Yeah. Any, any thoughts? Well, yeah. I mean, NXT is kind of lacking right now. There's got a lot of guys up and coming, but they're not ready to, to headline in any, any way. And certainly guys like Osprey and, and Skrull would be, um, uh, you know, sought after as talents that could, could bring more cachet to the NXT brand. Um, but you know, we'll have to see where they go for, for some of their, you know, their indie guys that they're going to bring in. I know they, they always had their sights set on uh, Ricochet, and he seems to be unavailable for a while at least. Uh, the earliest he could come in is, I believe, six months after the last episode of Lucha Underground that he shot as Prince Puma, which would put him around, um, I believe, January of 2018. So, yeah, it's going to be a while if you're waiting on Ricochet. Yeah, Ricochet can't – he can't appear until like six months after he's off of Lucha Underground TV, I think. And, yeah. man, he, he's been they, – they filmed that match quite a while back, but it's not going to air for like what, months, months, months down the line? Yeah. Do you think Zayn will ever get a chance in the WWE? I think he's getting a, a pretty fair shot. Yeah, I mean, I think that the chance, I guess, being if the chance is equating to a, a an intercontinental title run that might last six weeks, I don't know if that's a chance more than what he's been doing. Uh, I think that that he has always shown when he gets a, a great chance to run with the ball that he's that he scores with it. He's great. I mean, we we forget like how recent he beat Kevin Owens at Battleground in a match that you and I both loved. It was a great match, and he went over, and he went over great. Uh, you know, and, and now, you know, I think that there's a point. There's going to be a time for Sami Zayn. I thought it was probably going to be today, but maybe maybe it's not. Maybe, But but I think that he's still got some years left that, that they can put him over at something. There's going to be a, a storyline for him uh, that that I think allows him to be the star that, that he can be. Guys, we are back tomorrow night after Monday Night Raw. We've had so much coverage this weekend. If maybe you're checking this show out for the first time, subscribe to us. We are available on iTunes. You can download the shows, usually by the next morning on MP3 over at Fightful.com slash podcast. We cover MMA, pro wrestling, and boxing. We have more live coverage than anybody else in the world. Any other website, period, 
Fightful.com has the most. Uh, you can check out uh, videos on our page. Uh, Anna, our resident Australian actress, talking about the most ridiculous things of the week. Something tells me next week's is going to be very, very interesting. Uh, we have exclusive <laughs> analysis from Brandon Howard. We have columns from, from Jimmy Van, from Showdown Joe, from Aaron Hyden, all kinds of people. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, some some Alex guys, he does some stuff. Yeah, I write some stuff. He, he does some stuff. I do some stuff. There, there's lots lots of things going on at Fightful.com. Podcasts from Matt Riddle. Those are always fun. Go register at Fightful.com. Absolutely free to get early access to some of that content. Everything else you don't need an account for, just head over to Fightful.com. Maybe you don't like boxing. Maybe you don't like wrestling. Maybe you don't like MMA. You can go check out those individual pages, Fightful.com slash MMA slash boxing slash wrestling. Also, click that on it link on any of our podcast pages. Support us. Check out the supplements, equipment, and apparel used by the likes of Triple H, DDP, Cesaro, Seth Rollins, Steve Austin, Sheamus, Adam Cole, Donald Cerrone, Joseph Benavidez, Rose Namajunas. The names go on and on. Guys, I want to thank you all so much. Also, subscribe to us on YouTube and leave us a thumbs up. Thanks, guys. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.